Mitchell Hockey Report. Now for the very first time, the Mitchell Hockey Report is doing a podcast. Each week I'll talk about different playoff games that have happened, different news articles that I've read, just pretty much keeping you up to date on the NHL, different things that are happening around the league. I'll try and do this on a weekly a weekly or daily basis for the playoffs, and hopefully for uh, next season I'll be able to do the regular season games. Anyway, so a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Andrew Mitchell. I've uh, been growing up around the hockey world for quite a while, since I was about five years old. I uh, played hockey growing up. Um, pretty much every level that you could possibly think of, I I, I tried to play it, and um, over the years I became a better goalie. And unfortunately, when I was uh, 15 years old, I was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, and that f- took away the ability for me to play to play goal in terms of being able to get back up and go down in the butterfly and continuously do that throughout a game and it just got too hard uh, so I had to step away from the game and then only a few years later I uh, actually started playing sledge hockey which is for disabled people you see it all the time on the on the TV and the Olympics and the Special Olympics so it was pretty cool um, unfortunately I had to I had to give that up too, but uh, now I work for a company that provides stats for different companies. I watch the games from home, and I keep track of the stats. What this means is that I can provide pretty accurate information on players, because I've seen lots of games over the years. I've probably each year I've done about 60 hockey games in the NHL and I've learned quite a bit of things um, about different styles of play and I want to try and bring the learning that I have from that to this podcast and just have a fun time. So with the Leafs game three coming up tonight against Boston. We're waiting on the word from the NHL player safety, which seems to be a joke lately. On rather, Kadri will be suspended for his actions on Saturday night um, when he cross-checked Jake DeBrusque for the Boston Bruins in the head. Now, what a lot of people are not showing is the reason why he acted the way it was. I'm not saying that what he did was right. Uh, it's definitely suspendable. Uh, but Jake DeBrus runs Patrick Marlowe into the stanchion at the end of at the end of the bench. It just shows a lack of uh, lack of respect for uh, veterans in the league that played like 20 years. It's uh, just kind of disrespectful not to, like to run him into the boards like that. I understand it's hockey, and you know, but maybe you can let up a bit instead of running him full force in the boards. It just shows that you don't have respect for other players. Uh, you just you're just reckless out there. 
Um, so I think that the NHL should look at that, but there was nothing on their end that they said was suspendable. Uh, I hope that Kadri brings it up in the hearing that, you know, DeBrusque elbowed a few people, elbowed uh, Dermot earlier in the game and bloodied his nose. Uh, earlier in the game, uh, I think it was Pasternak, he smoked Muzzin in the corner, which, which is okay, but he left his feet. Just those kind of things that need to... Um, that need to be stopped. It's not, it's just disrespectful to run him into the boards. And, and Kadri got mad. He was defending his teammates, which was good to see because Toronto hasn't had anybody really defend their teammates at all this year. I believe the only other case was Ron Hainsey. Uh, so it was uh, earlier in the season, or not earlier in the season, later in the season, where Tavares was behind the net and somebody ran him in the boards from behind. And uh, Hainsey came to the rescue, I guess you'd call it, or aid of Tavares to try and defend him. And it, it really showed that, you know, he does care. Uh, some of the other Leafs have not really, when a player gets run, they don't really do too much to stand in the way. Uh, Dermot gets pushed from behind, and there's nothing. They just, uh, just out of the game, and he cost them probably two or three weeks. So the Leafs need to, you know, step it up in terms of defending their own teammate. Kadri did, and unfortunately it was in probably the wrong way. Maybe it would have been better to just drop the gloves with them and fight them and settle it that way. I'm not too sure, but I think that the Leaf players recognize that DeBrusque is a cheap player himself with the elbows, the knee-on-knee earlier in the game. I think that they need to deal with that situation. I'm not sure on who would fight him, but it I just feel like it needs to be dealt with uh, before the series goes on. Um, so then they don't think that they could just push the Leafs around. But I also hope that the referees for that game on Saturday won't be working anymore at the playoffs. Because if they controlled the game from earlier in, like earlier on, with DeBrus face-washing Kadri. I think if they call that penalty, that doesn't happen later on. Like the Kadri incident doesn't happen. I've, and a whole bunch of different events leading up uh, the Muzzin hit. Not saying that the Leafs were perfect on, on their end, because, you know, there was some stick whacking and stuff on their end. So, you know, both teams are pretty guilty, but it's playoff hockey, so you can understand the intensity. But I really do think that the Leafs, if they could ever just shut down the ice against Boston, the middle of the ice, and just wait for Boston to make mistakes. I believe they can turn turn the puck over quite a bit. And with Tuko Rask, he doesn't look very... He looked like he was bobbling shots, not catching them properly. So the Leafs have got to get in front of him, try and get in his head. They need to create a little bit more goalie interference. Don't get called on it, but you know, make your presence felt in front of the net. Make it uncomfortable for Rask to move across the net. I think that's a, a huge key, but if they try and get into a physical match with Boston, they're going to lose the series pretty quickly. Uh, they they seem to have a really good start to game one, and I was very surprised by the effort that they came up with. It was very def- defensively, they were really good. Game two, 
it was like the first minute or two minutes you could tell that the game the Leafs just were not ready and they were overwhelmed by the hitting so I'm hoping tonight's game will be a little bit better it's in Toronto at 7pm on CBC tickets for that game were starting at $300 per ticket so if you have the extra money just laying around you can always go to a game there was an article the other day that San Jose fans were talking about the prices that they pay for tickets. They were like $90 per ticket. And all I could say in the comment back was that it sucks that that's the price, but in Toronto we pay a lot more than, than we really should. And uh, that's why it makes it hard for the hardcore Leaf fans to get to games. The, if you look online, the only way to really get tickets is have lots of money or season tickets or know somebody or win the contest on Twitter or whatever contest is out there. And that's the only way to really get to the Leafs game. And that's sad because it's it's the hardcore Leaf fans that have stuck with them for so long, not these corporate people. So it it's kind of it's kind of sucks. But anyways, the I think this uh, Leaf series will be rather great. I'm expecting to have at least a line brawl, it seems. Just from, if the refs uh, let it go again, I think that that will happen. But anyways, uh, that should be a good game. We're waiting on Kadri's hearing uh, at 1 p.m. today. Uh, he's, in the New- he's in New York for the in-person hearing. So I'm guessing... Um, He'll be suspended at least one game. Um, if he's suspended more than, than three or four, then it's just a joke because Kucherov runs uh, the player into the boards uh, head first, and he's only given a one game. But uh, the next series that I'm going to talk about is Washington and Carolina. And this series is kind of boring in ways um washington uh clinched the metro division uh and finished first in their division so they played the carolina hurricanes who were coming into the playoffs on kind of a run uh the storm surge thing that started that that don cherry had an exception with with uh calling them a bunch of jerks with their post-game celebrations which were crazy the post-game celebrations were not what uh that's not what hockey's about. Uh, it just showed lack of respect uh, for for me, anyways. Uh, that kind of stuff happens in in baseball or uh, in football, but this is hockey, and it's it's a gentleman's game. And what that was is just not just wasn't right. Anyways, they uh, they started their series last week, and the first game was pretty pretty easy. It just looked like uh, Carolina was playing like the Leafs did. The first time the Leafs played the Capitals a few years back, they look overwhelmed. They just hadn't, they were just all up in their zone. They couldn't get out of the zone. Halfway through the game, they did get it back together. Uh, but by that time, it was too late. Holtby has found his game again in these playoffs. He didn't have a very good year. Uh, I think it might have to do with the fact that Phoenix Copley was the backup and he was getting a little bit more games or resting. Holtby more, and I believe that he is a goalie that likes to play as many games as possible. 
Um, so I think he struggled in that way, but in the playoffs, he's shown that he's been pretty good. Uh, game three is tonight on Sportsnet, Carolina and Washington. Washington, I think, is just like going through all their rough stuff right now. They're just trying to sort out everything. They've had all season, but they just want to get all their uh, playoff matchups right and their strategy on how they want to shut them down. And it seems to be working, but they have these lack, these moments where they lack the sense uh, to get the puck out of their own zone. It's not a big problem. I know that they'll get away with it. I was concerned with Barry Trotz leaving to go to the Islanders that it would be they would be in shambles. But Todd Reardon has played a big success in the reason why the Capitals finished as good as they did, and Ovechkin got 50 goals, 51 goals this season. He was able to play more. He seemed to get more ice time and he got more ice time at the end of games when empty nets were available. Uh, so I think he did get a few this year, empty nets. Um, so it did help his goal total a bit. It probably actually won him the trophy, just those extra few ones. So it was, uh, the first two games were pretty, pretty boring. And I assume that the rest of the series is going to be, pretty boring like it'll just be one team dominating the other man pretty much we're just gonna have to uh wait to see the next round it's probably going to be uh, columbus playing washington which is a repeat of last year where they were up two games to none and the capitals came back and ultimately won the stanley cup so it's a it's going to be a good game it's i think it'll be somewhat of a good game but uh, not that, not the most action compared to you know Boston, Toronto, uh, Nashville, and Dallas. Which Nashville and Dallas do play Game Three tonight at 9:30 in Dallas. The series is tied 1-1. Uh, I haven't watched too much of this series. I've seen clips here and there, and it looks like the Predators have a tough time scoring sometimes. Um, but they have such great defense and such a great goalie that I think they can they can do that. They can run their style like that. I think Nashville is a better team, but the fact that Dallas is a team that their owner came out and told them that their top players were pretty much garbage, uh, I thought that was the end of that. I thought that team was just going to demolish, but since then, those players of Sagan, Ben, have been on like a kind of like a hot streak, I guess you'd say. They've had great goaltending from Bishop and Kenobin. So I think that series will go probably seven games. Nashville will probably like it to go. They'd probably like to go the rest of the way. Four, they would probably want to win out 4-1 and just try and get on the next round, save some of their energy uh, for Calgary, for the winners of the other series. Uh, Calgary and Colorado play tonight at 10 p.m. I watched some of this game the other day. It seems pretty physical series. They got a lot of skill. Rantanen, McKinnon, not just on their side, but on Calgary, they Monahan, Giordano, just some of the players that you know normally step it up. So that series, I think it'll be pretty even. It'll be it'll be a good game to watch. There'll be lots of hitting, and uh, like the other night, they were Calgary's winning. With five minutes left, and uh, or tied with one minute, five minutes left in the game, and they were, um, then they got a goal, and then they uh, 
just get, just couldn't hold on to the lead, and Colorado won in overtime. So that series is going to be seven games. Um, so that's it for tonight's games. Uh, tomorrow there is Tampa Bay versus Columbus, which is a crazy series. I never thought that Tampa Bay would be down 3 nothing to Columbus. So they could end the series tomorrow. Uh, another surprise is the Islanders and Pittsburgh. Uh, Islanders are a 3 nothing lead in the series. Uh, it looks just looks like Pittsburgh has run out of steam or there needs to be some change there. Uh, we got Winnipeg and St. Louis tomorrow, 9.30. And we got San Jose and Vegas tomorrow. And hopefully San Jose can come up with a better, better, a bit better of a strategy to play. I heard there was uh, some hits uh, that Joe Thornton may be suspended for, but I haven't seen too much of that uh, progressing since last night. So I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for listening to my first podcast and 